0: Another episode of y'all it has arrived as we have hit the Friday mark of the work week. Hope y'all have got a big weekend plan. We got a big y'all show planned here as we wrap things up for the week. In this hour of the y'all show, in addition to headlines, we'll talk about this government shutdown possibility. Marjorie Taylor Green in the news involving that whole episode scenario. You'd think they'd learn. We'll talk about it. All that's coming up in our news headlines of this first hour plus we also have news coming in about president Donald Trump as he's now praising Tommy Tuberville for a big win over radical left fascist what in the world is DJT talking about we'll discuss here in our news headlines across the southeast also this week a former governor of Kentucky has passed away as Kentucky lost former governor Brereton C. Jones he's died at the age of 84 we'll give you information on the former governor of the Bluegrass State. Plus, if you're an Amazon Prime video person, unfortunately, Amazon's changing up the game. I'll fill you in on that in our news headlines across the Southeast. A feel-good story coming out of the state of Maryland. NBA superstar Kevin Durant has put his name on Bowie State's basketball court. Why? He didn't go to Bowie State. Why would he do such a thing? We'll explain in our news headlines across the southeast today. Plus, a funeral home in Atlanta is where you want to go right now to see a great comedy show. Comedy in a funeral home. Does that sound like something y'all would be up for? We'll give you the scoop on that as we go through today's news headlines. Also, in this first hour, it's Paul Hare of the Hare Financial Group. He'll be dropping by, and we'll get his take on this government shutdown and how that's going to affect the markets and more. That's coming up in just a few minutes. Also, before hour one is in the books, we will have a rewind just to Thursday's y'all show, Kiefer Ingels dropped by with his pigskin prognostications and we'll go hear what he's got to say about this weekend's big football games. Clemson and Florida State, Alabama and the University of Mississippi get together and other big games across college football. We'll explain when Kiefer comes on a rewind of our Thursday Interview with Mr. Ingalls will be played later this hour. Hour number two today, we've got more headlines, plus a look at new movies hitting theaters. And this weekend, we've got the debut of Expendables out there at the box office. So we'll tell you about that. And in our final hour today, we will have our Friday free for y'all. We'll get it going with a little party crowd. And then a fellow from The Muscle Shoals area of Alabama, that's where he was born. He was raised in North Carolina. Adam Lazara, today is his birthday, and he is of the rock band Taken Back Sunday. So happy birthday, Adam. And as a salute to the birthday boy, we're going to go back to that band's 2006 hit make damn sure that's right we'll play that little rock music modern rock music coming up on today's y'all show as a salute to birthday boy adam lazara of taking back sunday that's in our final hour plus we'll have hashtag hullabaloo maryland versus south carolina what's that all about we'll tell you because some people are really getting a little heated talk on the social media conversations we'll explain plus what in the world is catty cornered We'll tell you about that as part of hashtag Blue. We also have our southern recipe of the day. And actually, what we've done is we pulled up a great article with food on our mind as we wrap up this Friday show. The 16 southern snacks you need to know about. So I bet you there's a couple of those you may not be all that familiar with. And I can't wait to tell you about it as we wrap up today's show, talking about snacks. Right here in the South. If you'd like to be part of y'all, it's easy to do. Our number is six one that the number to Texas six one five two zero eight forty one eighty four. You can email us anytime, m a i l mail at y'all Would love to get your feedback. So the big story for probably the next couple of days is that we're going to be keeping our eye on Capitol Hill in Washington D.C. as the government shutdown appears to be heading our way for another time this seems to be a recurring thing every few years and i was watching some talking heads on this friday talking about this government shutdown and essentially they said that there it looks like there's no way to avoid it it's gonna happen and you know it's kind of scary when marjorie green of georgia has now withdrawn her support for a defense appropriations bill. She did that Thursday, and that's helping to stall efforts by her buddy. Remember, she supported Kevin McCarthy's bid to be House Speaker back in January, and now this is going to, her decision, along with other Republicans, are going to make Kevin McCarthy's effort to get this thing through a lot more challenging. Now, Marjorie Greene had voted in favor of the very same measure just earlier in the week on Tuesday, But she did not stick around to talk to news media after a procedural vote on the defense funding bill, instead releasing a statement on social media saying she flipped because she now wants the measure stripped of any funding for Ukraine. Now, remember, on Thursday, Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, was on Capitol Hill. He visited the White House. He went to the Pentagon. He made his i guess tour of washington dc thursday all in an effort to get more money and guess what i think it was a total of over 300 million more dollars promised to ukraine and let's hear from others texas republican dan crenshaw the guy with the eye patch uh, he's now saying that green's reversal took lawmakers by surprise and he says her position represents a misunderstanding of america's involvement in ukraine As Crenshaw said, it's not about Ukraine, it's about defending a world where countries don't invade one another and screw up our American way of life as a result. So some real infighting within Republicans, and Democrats are sitting on the sideline likely laughing this thing up, because this is all making Republicans look really bad if they can't get this through. Now Republicans have a very razor-thin majority in the United States House, and so there's a solid solid chance that kevin mccarthy may end up losing his speakership after this is all said and done and especially if we go into a nasty shutdown for a while i would keep your eye on what's going on in fact mccarthy likely in my opinion didn't help things out by dismissing congress they've been asked to leave town and go back to their constituents for a few days we'll find out what happens early next week but uh The chances of a government shutdown seem to be very, very high at this point. Now, over on the other side of the Capitol, the United States Senate has now confirmed three military leaders filling posts after several months of delays primarily caused by Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama. As on Thursday, General Randy George, confirmed as the Army Chief of Staff, and General Eric Smith, confirmed was confirmed as the commandant of the United States Marine Corps. Now, Smith had been sort of the acting commandant of the USMC. Wednesday, the Senate confirmed General C.Q. Brown as the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and he's going to succeed Mark Milley in that position when he retires in just a few days. Now, Democrats are still trying to get more than 300 other nominations through the United States Senate, but Tommy Turberville has been putting a hold on all these recommendations over the Pentagon's abortion policy. He's been blocking the Senate from the routine process of approving these nominations. And unfortunately for Democrats, it's forced him to bring the nominations up one by one. And that could take months and months to pull that off. President Trump has now praised the former college football coach over the votes as he put on social media, on Truth Social, big win for Tommy unlike McConnell and his group of automatic democratic yes votes, Tommy T is willing to take on the radical left fascists and thugs that are destroying our country. What a difference. <laughs> I would say they agree with each other. So that is what, uh, that's what Trump said. Now, Tuberville has said, you know what you're getting with president Trump. He doesn't have to learn the ropes. He knows the ropes and it looks like Tuberville is up there shaking things up in Washington, D.C. Now, I hate to see generals and other high-ranking officers have their careers delayed by things like that, but but Tuberville is not happy about the U.S. Defense Department and their policy on abortion, where essentially they will fly you, I I think this is right, they'll fly you all over the country if you're in a state where abortions are not legal. They will take you somewhere else, and that really has not made people like Tuberville happy that This United States government's doing it on the government dime, and not maybe somebody wants an abortion, they can go get it on their own dime. I think that's what it all boils down to. One other political story to tell you about before we take a break and come back with more financial talk with Paul Hare to the state of Mississippi. And Shad White is your state auditor of the Magnolia state. And a report coming out this week from Shad White, a Republican, he's arguing that the state of Mississippi should change its approach to funding its public universities, as he's proposed tying public investment to workforce needs instead of providing funds without regard for the degree programs. What he's really angry about is that in numerous statements on social media leading up to this publication, Shad White said that there should be no taxpayer taxpayer funding for what he calls useless degrees in garbage fields. Those useless degrees and garbage fields, he says, are the studies of urban studies, anthropology, sociology, German literature. Now, Shad White, nine, nine, nine. I almost had a degree in German. No, I'm kidding. I did study German, but not German. That'd be a hard class. That's a hard class. Good Lord. Uh, African-American studies is a program that he's not a big fan of, as well as gender studies and women's studies. I would like to study women's studies. I could learn a lot. Claiming some academic programs are hotbeds of political radicalization. Shad White of Mississippi, and his statements, are out right now. And uh, I got the feeling the people in higher education of Mississippi aren't too happy with, again, this guy's position. He's the state auditor. And now, with that position, saying that these useless degrees and useless programs are not a good thing. Now, Florida enacted back in May... A new law that bars curricula that teaches identity policy, policy, politics or theories about races as well as gender and sexuality. And that's been a big problem with Ron DeSantis and others. So you're seeing more of our southern Republicans, at least, come out with a, a very, I would say, risky move to come across that they think that some programs are not exactly worthy, that they are, a, let's say, a, a waste of time. The underwater basket-weaving type degrees. And I, I know that some of the colleges have a lot of people enrolled in these programs. I don't know if that's always a good thing to, to go up against the, kid, the kiddos. But that's what Shad White, again, the state auditor of Mississippi, is out in a report this week saying that they've got some in the state of Mississippi – what he calls useless degrees in garbage fields. All right, Shad White. I wonder what his degree is in. Hmm, hmm. Maybe he's got that German literature degree. When we come back, we're going to talk to a very smart guy. I'm sure he's got about 100 degrees to his credit. His name is Paul Hare, and he's with the Hare Financial Group, and he's going to be on with us next to talk about the week on Wall Street as well as what he expects is going to happen As the government shutdown is just around the corner, it appears. All that is right ahead on Y'all Talk with an Accent on the South.
1: Get ready, set, go Gonna take it to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high Baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank
0: Money in the bank. We all could use a little bit more, right? Welcome back. It is Friday on the Y'all Show. And our opportunity to visit with Paul Hare of the Hare Financial Group as he's going to fill us in on the week on Wall Street and what's going on in the markets and so much more. Hello, Paul. How you doing, sir? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Other than allergies. Allergies? Oh, man. What's out there this time of year?
2: When they start spraying cotton. Ah. to get it to open up. And it opens up more than cotton.
0: (laughs) Really? You might have to move up north where they don't have cotton. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. All right, well... You know, I tell
2: clients that move down here that always say, hey, here's." it's interesting about Tennessee or Tennessee may be a little bit backwards on this. I said, hey, I don't see anybody retiring and moving north. They retire and move south, so... And they usually laugh and we go
0: on. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. The only north I'm moving to is North Florida. Maybe and there. There you go. North Florida. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and I, I, w- I would live in North Florida. Which or, well, it, it depends on what part. You know. Well, North Florida to me is Jacksonville area, St. Augustine, all that yeah. area. Now that I would, or, or the, the Panhandle. Panhandle's nice. Yeah, all, right. all of it's nice to me. I would not turn down an offer to live on Key West.
2: No, I wouldn't do that either. But it also was Hurricane Alley. <clears throat> you know, it not too much area. cotton it's gonna there. Go. It's going to go either. Yeah, and that's another thing. People move down to Florida. Oh, I love it. Well, come June, July, and August, they're like, "Wow, this is worse than Tennessee." You know, what?
0: Cause the heat and humidity. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, that's if you're a native Southerner, you ought to be used to heat. Yeah. No matter where you are, it, it gets hot down here. But thank thank God for air conditioning. There you go, greatest invention created in a great little spot in Florida. By the way, Apalachicola. Yeah. Did there you know you that? I did not know yeah, that. The guy that started air conditioning, he really created ice. Was a resident of or from Apalachicola. If okay. you know where that is, just to the east of Panama City. Okay. All right. It's 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 Panama City, and then it. Is what is that town? Port St. Joe. Okay, Port
2: St. Joe, yes. And
0: it's just like 30 miles east of Port St. Joe, oh, okay. but you've got to go through a forest. Oh, yeah, there's a, people don't realize there's a forest in Florida, runs right down the middle,
2: and they call it the forest. Uh-huh. And it goes, I mean, literally runs down the middle of Florida.
0: Yeah, a lot of Florida is nothing, honestly, from a standpoint of it's a lot of woods. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to have more cows than any state in the country. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's still the case or not, but they, they had a, they've they had a few dollars come out of the Sunshine State through the years. Now, speaking of dollars, what can you tell us has happened this week? Well,
2: Jay Powell said plan on interest rates staying higher for a long time. <coughs> and that kind of signal we may not be raising anymore, but we see no cuts in the future. So we're looking at. That's why you saw the market pull back. Did it? Yeah, it did.
0: What day? All this week. All the whole
2: <laughs> All this week. So uh, we didn't get the news we wanted. But there again, you know, uh, he's trying to get to that 2%, what was the old norm, not the new norm. So we'll wait and see. Uh, a lot of my clients are moving to, uh, we're moving them some of their profits to safety, you know, get them over there where we have a return of anywhere from I've got 3 year money paying 5.7 I got 5 year money paying 5.7 uh, we're doing a lot of uh, laddering so money comes to you you know 36 months 48 months 60 months and if you don't need it we'll roll it again keep moving it so you know split it up in thirds and you know pay a good income 5.6 to it's 5.7 monthly interest so it's you know that's what we're doing right now for some money that's just kind of sitting out there and they don't know what to do with
0: it. So that's in your that's what's going on this week. Uh, was that unexpected?
2: No, yes and no.
0: Okay. we knew
2: J- Jay Powell was not big on rate cuts for 2024 now he could change his mind. But we, they were markets were trying to convince him that we need to do that, and he just said no. We're we're gonna keep rates higher for a while till we get this inflation under control.
0: Visiting with Paul Hare of the Hare Financial Group here on the Y'all Show Friday edition. You bring up Jay Powell's name a lot here when we get together. Uh, do we need to get him out of there? Is no. That, is he a smart guy? He's a very smart guy. He's like Greenspan. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh,
2: they told uh, Clinton Greenspan makes you look good don't get rid of him you know. and Jay Powell is doing what he was told to do but he's not we keep saying it, he's not given the the, uh, the tools to do it and so we're, this is what we're getting uh, to put somebody in there who will uh, do a knee jerk reaction now that we've started this emotion uh, you would create more havoc in the market. You know, we got a government shutdown possibly coming up, and that.
0: You say you say possibly. I mean, some people say it's going to happen.
2: It, and if it does happen, there'll be repercussions throughout the markets. If it goes more than three weeks, if it goes more than three weeks, we're going to have some major, major uh, problems.
0: Have we seen more than three week shutdowns? Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. You can go back to Clinton, you can go back to when W. Bush was in there. We almost one time we almost had a month shut down. Remember when they were closing the state parks yeah. or the national parks mm-hmm. here in Tennessee? And they closed Smoky Mountains?
0: Mm-hmm. Well they you can't close the mountains, but you can close the park, you know, the parts in there. Right. I actually the only time I've ever been to the Grand Canyon was the last government shutdown about four years ago. You're right. And I actually benefited from it because in Arizona, they realized how important having the Grand Canyon Open Mm -hmm. is to their economy. So what happened was the state of Arizona went in there and paid money to keep that thing going. Like they did in the Smoky Mountains. Oh, is that what they did? Yeah.
2: I mean, you're still going to have Dollywood. You're still going to have Gatlinburg. You're still going to have that. But people like driving, you know, the Blue Ridge Parkway. Mm -hmm. They like going to Cleanman's Dome, Devil's Courthouse, Mount Mitchell. They want those things still going. So, you know, you, you shut down a park in a state, that really
0: kills your revenue. Yeah, and so that's why, for example, Arizona stepped up and paid for it. But something tells me, Paul Harris, that the good old federal government probably sent Arizona some money after the all that got settled. I a reimbursement. I don't, I don't know. I bet you they did. <laughs> but, I bet yeah. you they did. I, I, in some ways, a government shutdown seems like a complete waste of time and money. Well,
2: it, it can be, but then it will start affecting services. You know, we're, people need to understand why we're where we are. We kept interest rates so artificially low so long. We kept them low for 15 years. Okay? Now, you had Jay Powell try to raise it in 2018, and remember, Trump went ballistic, and uh, we lowered it back down. But we're now having to pay the piper. So, what we're seeing now is banks are being paid money not to loan money. You can put money in the Federal Reserve, and get 5.4, not to loan it out. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, you don't loan it out. That's why they're offering these 11 month CDs at five. They could also go buy two year, five year treasuries. Right at five, a little over five percent. So they're making money. So, I mean, you know, that's what they're doing. That's why you're seeing uh, insurance companies offering these laddered products at 5.7, 5.65, 5.6. They're offering those products laddered because you're buying a 10 year bond that long. And you got to remember a government bond's not callable. It's not callable.
0: What that's does callable you- mean?
2: means that uh, somebody who uh, issues a bond has a right to call that bond after a certain time period. The only reason they would call it is they could refinance that bond or reissue that bond at a lower rate, which helps their cost. So, you know, you've got callable, which is after a certain time period, you can can call a CD, you can call a bond, you know, things like that.
0: Uh, Visiting with Paul Hare, Hare Financial Group, if you would like to get in touch with Paul, if you're needing help with maybe insurance or investments, help he can help you out. 731-664-0047, 731-664-0047. He's with Securities America, and we'll tell you more about uh, what all the services he offers as we continue on here talking finance, money, and more with Paul here on this Friday edition. There you go. You're getting ready for uh, who's on this play? They play Alabama. There you go. Who are you getting ready for? Uh,
2: <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I hate to say it. I'm a big Kentucky fan, but I haven't looked to see who they're playing. This hey, they're league. undefeated? Well, yeah, but, I mean,
0: look who they've played. <laughs> That's all right. They're undefeated. So, you know. I remember the days where going to a bowl game was kind of a big deal in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, but the Stoops has
2: changed that that mentality. Yeah. you know. But uh, You know, we were talking about tax avoidance not tax evasion um, a couple of months ago I had a client, a uh, couple come in and he's getting ready to retire they have the money to to do it and they have a side business so they're sitting there going we've got all this money sitting over here and we want to have it but we're, we don't want to get into higher tax bracket so I said well let's set up an appointment with your accountant because I see some ideas that we might have and they go okay tell me Said, so well, you've got the side business where you're paying social security and income tax. They go, yeah. I said, uh, why aren't you doing a Roth? And they go, why would I want to do a Roth? Well, right now taxes are at their historic low. You you just turned 50. You can put each or uh, uh, Excuse me, seven thousand five hundred in there. Okay, do that over 20 years each. You know, you've put back three hundred thousand dollars or excuse me, uh, yeah, $300,000. What has it grown to? What has it grown to? Whatever you pull out of it is tax-free because you've already paid the tax on it. And we got talking. And I looked at their health insurance, and I said, well, you got a $10,000 family deductible. They go, yeah. Why haven't you done an HSA? What's that? Health savings account. Mm -hmm. You can put $10,000 back each year until you hit a certain amount. That they're going to say you got to stop. But you can pay out of that tax-free. And it rolls over if you don't spend it. You can pay out of it tax-free any medical expense that your policy does not cover. Drug co-pays. You can't buy over-the-counter drugs with it like Claritin-D or anything like that. Which I'm on right now. Uh, But eyeglasses, dental, everything. You can pay tax-free out of it when you get 65 and you've got this money built up or you can even now pull your premium dollars out there have the HSA pay your premiums for you and they're going, what? so we sit down with the accountant and the accountant, I asked him why he never presented this, he said, I'll be honest with you they never told me their health insurance I always thought they had it through one of their work they would never give me the information so they were on an individual plan well, because they're self-employed they can write off their health insurance premiums. Hmm. So they're going, wait a minute. I said, look at what we're saving. By sitting down and doing this, this is what
0: we're saving. So, You mentioned sports a few minutes ago. I'm sorry I haven't been able to get that off my mind. Okay. So a lot of guys, now that we're in football season, mm-hmm. they, they like to take their money mm-hmm. and, and do things with it that are now legal in a lot of southern states, mm-hmm. online gambling right going to the casino things like that do you have any advice don't don't if you
2: get here's what i i, I tell a client you want to gamble yeah Write write what you want to gamble down on a piece of paper they give it to me i light it burn up you just lost it and they looked at me wait a minute then that told me you can't gamble that money you know i go to i go to keeneland once a year i go up there I set aside, we got 10 races, I set aside 20 bucks a race, $200. I'll go bet the horses, bet the ponies, as we say. Mm-hmm. Go up there, and nine times out of ten, I'll make a little money or break even. There's times I lose, but I know what my limit is. So, you know, $20 a race, we're walking out the door, you know. 200 I can afford to lose. Anything over that? uh, if you cannot afford to lose it,
0: don't do it. So you do have this talk with your clients oh, yeah. about gambling. Because, I mean, I would say half of guys out there are probably into some kind of gambling. Oh, yeah.
2: I, I remember when Tunica O first opened, I had a, there was a person in a neighboring county that lost their whole farm hmm. because he went down there, and he hit it big, then he started losing, then he hit it big, and then he
0: started losing, losing losing and he ended up losing everything that's just not an expression he lost the farm he it? lost the farm Maybe. he lo-
2: it, it was you know and it wasn't a big farm but it was a very profitable farm because the crop he grew and it was a legal crop. Let me say, it was a legal crop.
0: So Ah, okay. Ho- hopefully they don't have cotton out there because that's what's making you talk so rough oh, here no, today. Oh, God. I woke up this morning and sound like Froggy from well, our game. No, I, I mean, I'm not a, a cotton expert here, Paul Hare, Hare Financial Group. But I am starting to see here in the South some cotton starting to, you know, it's showing up on the cotton stalk. That's They're spraying it to
2: open it up. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it's doing. They're getting ready to
0: pick it. Yeah, I knew that. I knew we were in cotton picking here. That stuff doesn't open up on its own? It does, but it opens up better if you spray it. Ah, okay. And it opens it up a little bit quicker. Oh, I did and not know that. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. And you don't have to break the hull. So, you know, if it doesn't open all the way, uh, when we used to hand pick it, I mean, I'll never forget. When You've we, hand picked cotton? Oh, yeah. My, We used to own land in Arkansas. My grandfather did, and he'd take us over there and... He'd say, "You want to see what hard work is? What I did? Yeah." He gave us a cotton sack, hit it, and we, you know, we'd have to pick two or three rows. Mm. You want to talk about fun? You want to talk about cutting up your knuckles and your fingers? And, yeah, you know, and, and that's he'd say that's what work is. So you know,
0: taught you a lesson. Yeah, he did. Taught you. I don't think I want to be a cotton. Oh, a harvester. Right. A harvester, yeah. yeah. That's Maybe why, a, a farmer. A That'd farm. be a nice, nice... But that's why you see all these cotton pickers. Yeah, you know, they're
2: 700, 750000 to a million dollars.
0: Got a text in on the text line here. It mm-hmm. says, they spray cotton with a defoliant to help the bowl open and knock all the leaves off. That, right. That wall, they have a clean... That way they have a clean crop.
2: They have a clean crop. Exactly what he said. That it opens it up.
3: Mm-hmm. All
2: right. Defoliant, you know. And takes the leaves off. See, I, I, because you got to remember when they run that picker through there, they're picking everything, and you know they can get the stalk out and they can get pretty much most of the of the bow out, Mm. but you know the leaves will go through there, and you've got to have a clean cotton. I mean, when they weigh that, when they come out and they make that bale, which we used to see small bales, okay, now you see these big huge ones, you know, that they take to the uh, the gin. And they do it that way, you know. That's that they you know gets paid by the pound, Mm -hmm. and so you want you want pure cotton to get the most poundage, and and you know there's ways they do that. I mean, my grandfather used to own part of a uh, gin, cotton gin, in Arkansas when we had the land over there, and uh, it did it did thirty one bales an hour, and when he died. Uh My grandmother got out of it because they wouldn't upgrade it, and now you got gins doing ninety bells an hour close to hundred, and they move it through, move it quick, and it's got i mean you know hydraulic three stand gins they move and move quick, so they need to the the got text in it's to open it up to drop the leaves off so when the picker goes through there, all it has to do is get, pick the cotton. Somehow in that machine, it'll sit there and take spit the stalk out and get most of the bowl out and just drop the cotton into
0: the the trailer. You never know what you're going to find out when Paul Hare drops by. Paul Hare, Hare Financial Group. This is probably some of the conversations you have with your, with your clients. Oh right? yeah,
2: oh yeah. We'll sit down and talk. You know, everybody thinks I'm a city boy. I, you know, I I grew up with my grandfather in the, you know, doing that stuff. My grandmother. My mother's mother ran a grocery store in Memphis.
3: Hmm.
2: Dechazo's big star. My dad taught us, you work. Man, I've worked in a feed mill. I've, I've helped farmers. I cut tobacco when I lived in Kentucky. You won't talk a nasty
0: job. What's worse, cutting tobacco or cutting tobacco. Co-
2: cotton? Cutting tobacco.
0: Why is it so bad? Because you ever get that silt
2: on your skin, you are digging for days. That's why you see tobacco. We go out there in August, mm-hmm. long sleeve shirts, gloves, jeans, You'll see them tied off at the waist, the sleeves banded here, the gloves inside the sleeves, Mm. uh, bandana around the face, and a ball cap on. And you never touch your face with your gloves on because then you just put that silt on your face, that cotton silt, I mean that tobacco silt, and it's about like fiberglass. It's worse than fiberglass. You just scratch. You can't get it off you can't get it off. And when you take your clothes off, you roll them down. You roll the pants down. You don't. And you keep your gloves on. When you take your pants off, you keep your gloves on. When you take your shirt off, you keep your gloves. The last thing you take off when you get out of a co- out of tobacco patch. Of course, this was in the 80s. So they've got it probably a the, whole lot the, better. The
0: now. 1980s or the 1880s?
2: <laughs> uh, you ever been flipped off by a preacher?
0: No. <laughs> oh, you're about to be. No. Okay,
2: um, But yeah, you know, working in a tobacco farm. That was, I'm barn. Uh, that a was barn. In, yeah, barn. Yeah. What's that mean? Means you
0: you never seen a tobacco barn. Yeah, well, yeah. sorta. But yeah. honestly, in only in certain portions of the South will right. you see tobacco, tobacco barns.
2: Barn. Oh man, there ain't a better smell in the world on a fall morning. It is when they're burning that sawdust to to cure that tobacco. It is a wonderful smell. That tobacco comes out. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. But yeah, you know, you're working in the barn. You're they're throwing those racks up to you, and you hang them up. You hang the racks in these barns.
0: I'm gonna go back and double check you on all this. It sure, no, doesn't sound like that would be the way it works. I'm yeah. I'm picking on you. Was, go
2: back and look. I mean, of course, you got to remember this was 40 years ago. I bet you it's still the same way. No, it was 45 years ago because I was 14, 15, 16, all the way up to 18. Well, 17 because we moved. Before, right after I turned 18, we moved from Kentucky back to Tennessee. But I did it every fall. Worked in a feed mill. That was fun. Salage. Oh, boy, that was that was horrible.
0: Wow. Paul Hare. And now he's doing this Hare Financial Group. Right. Been doing I think it you 30s. should go back to the tobacco fields. I wouldn't mind.
2: It's good money. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. Well, I was uh, 1979. I was paid 8 eight fifty an hour. Eight fifty 50 when the minimum wage was 3 Oh. Yeah, you know, and if you farmed 40 acres of tobacco, boy, you were making some money.
0: Because it was its very, very lucrative.
2: Hmm. You know,
0: Very lucrative. Well, you can be lucrative if you dial up the Hare Financial Group, 731-664-0047, as Paul helps with investments and more. And he Insurance. sits down with you. Don't bring your checkbook the first time you come
2: come with all the pertinent information come with an open mind leave your checkbook at home
0: so what do you expect the next few days with this government shutdown what are you telling your clients well if if you want to get money off the table and it fits your plan we're looking
2: at 3, 4, 5 year money that's what we're looking at taking a portion of that off the table uh, in the investment side putting it in a more conservative side if it fits your plan and then we turn on the income off of it. You know, the mm-hmm. principal's still going to be there. When it matures, the principal's going to be there. So it's just, you know, five, 5.7, point six five five six. 5.6. Everybody goes, why is the um, five-year shorter than the three-year or lower than three-year? We're on an inverted yield uh, yield curve. I mean, the inverted curve on the yield. You make more money in the two- and five-year money with the government than you do the 10. So
0: so I want to ask you, I overheard, this was not a direct conversation, I overheard a conversation just Thursday Mm -hmm. of a person who is a pretty savvy business person, a person that builds. They're a builder and they have other businesses and they were pointing out that they've got a property that they are about to finish off, but they would not have done it had they not secured all the funding for it before rates went out of whack. Oh, yeah. So my question to you, because rates are so high right now, interest rates and more, are we seeing a pause in construction? You probably will on certain avenues. I mean,
2: Jackson may be
0: different because of Blue Oval and Dixie.
2: Um, You're probably going to see, you got to remember, the interest rates where they are now has increased the average mortgage Payment on a mortgage, average mortgage by four hundred dollars. Okay, but you're, you're you're dealing with people who want to go ahead and buy the three hundred four hundred thousand dollar house mm-hmm. instead of you know starting like I did, start off upgrade upgrade upgrade. You know, build some equity. They want to start right off at the bat. Rents high, so you've got that issue. I mean, you know, we're. We're just in a tight time right now, here in our area. Now, the real estate market's still good; it's really good. But yeah, there's a lot of builders. You got to remember, those builders have have got to carry that note, that inventory, so long, mm-hmm. and they're wanting to get it off their books as fast as they can with making a profit. They can't take a loss, you know. That that'll put them under. So, you know that's what they're doing and like this guy said hey, I got it at a lower rate so I'll finish this property but I imagine he'll probably back off a little while because the rates to do a uh, construction loan now are considerably higher so,
0: you know Wish all of our builders out there the best because it's tough going right now
2: It is, it is. Supply chain, interest rates, I mean everybody, all oh, they're making a killing off of it. Well, you if you look at what they're paying in interest note, what they're paying for for material, if they're, they're just wanting to feed their family just like you
0: and me. And if they can't, there's always a tobacco field out there they can go. Uh, you know what's so funny is even in
2: hard times, people still smoke or chew. So.
0: <laughs> hey, chew on this, y'all. You can call the Hare Financial Group, 731-664-0047. Set up something with Paul. And he'll get you going the yeah, right yep. way. There you go, Paul. Help. Uh, good always to see you. And good to see you. Give me your little thing. All right, I'm a
2: registered rep of Securities America, SIPC. All right,
0: Paul here, Hare Financial Group. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too. Go, go, cats. Cats, <laughs> Kentucky. I, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> I think they're about the only cats in most of the South. So we'll. Give them the credit. I don't even know who they're playing this weekend. Must not be anybody too big. Now
2: hold on, I'll tell you, yeah, you
0: tell, I'll tell you when we come back. More of the y'all show is ahead. We've got ICY. No, we've got, uh, yeah, we do have that. Kiefer Ingles is going to talk college football as we rewind the Thursday show. All that's ahead. <laughs> up this first hour of the Y'all Show with the father-daughter duo of the Kendall. Some classic country for you here on a Friday edition of the Y'all Show. And you know what? Here on the Y'all Show, we've got classic episodes each and every day. And you can find our show's podcast available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, as well as Apple Podcasts and Apple iTunes and Y'all.com. And if you go back to our Thursday show, we had Kiefer Ingalls right here on the Y'all Show, and Kiefer helps break down the weekend of college football. And now we're going to go back to our Thursday show with what we call I-C-Y-M-I, in case y'all missed it. And Kiefer is going to talk about this weekend's big college football games and more, and this is what we call I-C-Y-M-I, in case y'all missed it on the Y'all Show. This this Saturday for
4: college football is arguably one of the best you'll ever see matchups-wise.
0: I don't think so. You don't A- think so? Auburn and Texas A&M, speaking of Hugh Freeze, he's got his Tigers going into Kyle Field. What do you think about this one? The jury's still out on
4: both these teams. I mean, Auburn, they, like I said, they struggled against Kyle early. Texas A&M, you know, lost to Miami. Miami's, they weren't really supposed to be that good. They lost MTSU last season. Had a lot of, you know, embarrassing losses last season. Um, but Texas A&M, lost to Miami. I mean, the age-old question is, when is Jimbo going to get fired? Is he going to get paid the buyout? That's pretty much all anybody talks about when they talk about A&M. But it's probably warranted because they are not that great. Well, if Auburn goes in there, they'll be talking about it a lot more. Oh, if Auburn goes in there and gets a victory, that's all people are going to Who's Auburn's about. quarterback right
0: now? Uh, Robbie Ashford, I believe. There you go. All right, I don't know. Don't don't look at me. You're the pigskin broadcaster. <laughs> yeah, it's Robbie Ashford. Okay, where did he come from? Is he a transfer? He was there
4: last year. He, he played last year. Uh, shorter guy, but pretty athletic and DC quarterback. He ripped up all Miss for a good amount. So
0: I know where Auburn's former quarterback is. That would be Bo Nix. He's coaching, or not coaching, he's well, <laughs> he coaching, coaching on the field. He should be coaching. <laughs> the Oregon Ducks have Colorado coming in to Altson Stadium this weekend. That's your game after the Clemson FSU game on ABC. That's your mid-afternoon Act 12 battle there. Alright, that was some of the conversation that Kiefer and I had on the Thursday Y'all Show. Make sure to go there and check out our podcast where you can hear Kiefer continuing on with his conversation about games like Alabama hosting the University of Mississippi and we had Paul Hare stumped on who the Wildcats of Kentucky are playing this weekend. They're going to be in Nashville trying to get redemption from their loss last year to the Commodores. It's Kentucky and Vanderbilt from nashville this weekend those are some of the great games going on we've got more of the y'all show coming your way after this break so stay tuned for hour two
4: broadcasting from the
3: Lindsay electric studios we are super talk 93.1 wtjs alamo
1: jackson west tennessee
4: a grace media group station usa news i'm
2: lance pry President Biden announced another $325 million
0: aid package for Ukraine yesterday and taste of Italy. Those amazing casseroles, dressings, cookies, breads, catering, holiday hams and more all stay the same. Heavenly Ham's new name will be The Ham Store and More because that's what we are. The Ham Store and More. Heavenly Ham is changing to The Ham Store and More but staying the same. 480 Wiley Parker Road in Jackson on Facebook and online at thehamstoreandmore.com. Are you looking for the best way to tackle your farming or landscaping projects? Look no further than a John Deere tractor. With their legendary performance and durability, John Deere tractors are built to get the job done right. And now, for a limited time, financing is available at Tennessee Tractor. Get 0% interest for 60 months on select equipment. Head over to Tennessee Tractor's Facebook page to apply and secure your John Deere tractor today. John Deere. Nothing runs like a deer. Financing subject to credit approval, terms and conditions apply. Offer valid for a limited time only. See dealer for details. Hi, everybody. I'm Phil Sims. I'm excited to be part of the 59th Benefit Dinner at Freed Hardeman University, where we'll be raising money for student scholarships. It's an
1: unforgettable evening with two football legends, Boomer Esiason and Phil Sims. Hey,
2: everyone. This is Boomer Esiason. We all know how important education is, and with your help, we can help students succeed. Join us Friday, December 1st for an evening of great football food, entertainment, and Phil and Boomer. Reserve your tickets today at
1: FHU.edu.
0: Fantastic Sam's in Jackson is one of the world's largest full-service hair salon
4: franchises. Fantastic Sam's offers haircuts, coloring, highlights, straightening, texturizing, updos, and facial waxing. Fantastic Sam's lively brand spirit offers attainable beauty that is trending now with easy access to salons at a fantastic price. Fantastic Sam's 105F Stonebrook Place in Jackson. Call or come in, 8664-7376. Fantastic Sams. Always be fantastic. In communities across West Tennessee, we feel the effects of opioid addiction. We all know someone touched by addiction. Neighbors, friends, family members know now that there is help and hope. Together, we can rise above and make recovery a reality. Neighbors working together. Tennessee together. If you or someone you know needs help for addiction, help is available. Call the Jackson-Madison County Prevention Coalition, 731 This project is funded by a grant for the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance
0: Abuse Services.
1: This is a Y'all Show on West Tennessee's Talk 93.1 FM. Talk radio for all y'all.
0: And we're back now. Hour two of the Y'all Show continues. And we pick up our hour up with some news headlines. We also have, before this hour wraps up, a look at some of the new movies that will be out at the box office here this weekend. But we start off with news out of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, as this week, former Governor Brenton Jones has died at the age of 84. The current governor of Kentucky, Andy Bashir, announcing earlier in the week that he died Monday, and Bashir with an announcement that it was sad to learn that the former governor and also once a lieutenant governor of Kentucky had died. He had been a dedicated leader and a distinguished thoroughbred owner who worked to strengthen Kentucky for our families, those the words of Andy Bashir. As Governor Bashir also said, "Please join Brittany and me in praying for Libby and his family." Again, the governor of Kentucky, he was elected In 1990, and served from 1991 to 1995 before being the governor of Kentucky, Jones served as lieutenant governor under Wallace Wilkinson back from 1987 to 1991. After he got out of politics, Governor Jones ran his Airdrie Stud Horse Farm in Woodford County in Kentucky. And so they have a, a passage of a governor of Kentucky he's going to lie in state this week at the state capitol and a a visitation will be held this coming monday from 10 to 7 for this former governor of the early 1990s in the state of kentucky burton jones who died this week we told you on our thursday show in the sunshine state they have this new bright line train which is a completely private run uh, train that connects Orlando to Miami. Well, they had their first ever journey on Thursday, and guess what? It had a crash along the way, and now delays. As Delray Beach Police in Florida said a pedestrian was hit and killed by this Brightline train that was heading from West Palm to Miami on that leg of the journey. Brightline representatives confirmed that the train was delayed by 30 minutes as this was the first day the high-speed passenger train service began running trains between miami and orlando according to authorities the high-speed train goes 79 miles per hour in urban areas and then 110 miles per hour in less populated regions and then when it's out in central florida's farmland area This train goes 125 miles per hour, and on its first day of service, sadly, in Delray Beach, pedestrian hit and killed by this new Brightline privately run train connecting Miami to Orlando. Another way to travel if you're in that section of the Sunshine State in the coming months. Also, want we'll to let you know, Amazon Prime, if you are an Amazon Prime person, then you are a person that watches their videos, their movies, and more, unfortunately, they're going to start coming with ads, or you can pay a $2.99 monthly charge to avoid having ads show up in your movies. And again, this is a change if you're an Amazon Prime customer, as streaming services are in a big-time tug-of-war over viewers and users are growing more adept at jumping in and out of those services. And so to keep their fees down and more, Amazon Prime going to start having ads. But you can opt out of it. Disney is going to be charging $13.99 a month for ad-free Disney Plus for U.S. customers starting October 12th. Netflix already charges $15.49 per month for its ad-free plan. I wonder what it's, the, the charges because I'm not a paying Netflix member. I wonder what it is a monthly charge with ads if you are on Netflix. Not sure. Just glad I don't have that bill coming every, every month. The Mississippi Supreme Court Thursday struck down part of a state law that would have authorized some circuit court judges in Mississippi to be appointed rather than elected in the capital city of Jackson and the surrounding county of which is Hines County, I believe. Both are majority black. Now, critics said the laws were an effort by the majority white legislature to stomp on voting rights and to treat Jackson and Hines County residents unfairly in a state where most judges are elected. In the Supreme Court of Mississippi ruling, justices affirmed a part of the law that creates a new court to hear misdemeanor cases in a part of Jackson that includes the state capitol and other state government buildings. Hmm, just what they need in Mississippi, more courts and more options for the wrongdoers out there. But a decision coming down Thursday where the high court of Mississippi is blocking the appointment of some judges in Majority Black Jackson, the state capitol. Also want to let you know, Taylor Swift has called on fans to register on National Voter Registration Day. That was earlier this week. And her fans listened as she posted an Instagram story telling her 272 million followers to go to vote.org and register to vote. And guess what? A lot of them did. As vote.org averaged 13,000 users every half hour after Taylor Swift's post. And let's just say that she got more than 35,000 voters registered Hopefully, they're all going to be conservative voters, right, Taylor? Now, Taylor's on the left side these days. I don't think that's going to happen. But she's out well in advance of the 2024 election trying to get people registering to vote. How about this feel-good story coming up from the state of Maryland? Kevin Durant, the NBA star, has got his name now on Bowie State's basketball court. Kevin Durant is a guy that played his college basketball at the University of Texas, Hook'em Horns. But when he was a kid, his family would go over to the campus of Bowie State for youth games and tournaments, and now Durant has put his name on the court there because he and his foundation donated $500,000 to help give the facility a total makeover at the HBCU in Bowie, Maryland, Bowie State University. So good luck to Bowie State with this Great new addition, this court there. They play in the CIAA. I believe that's a Division II conference. And BSU got the Kevin Durant court. I bet you that'll help with recruiting there to Bowie, Maryland. And lastly, a comedian is hosting a comedy show in Atlanta. That's nothing strange. But what's going on for Ben Wasserman is a little bit different. This is a Brooklyn-based comedian that's coming to Atlanta to have a comedy show. And he's going to be doing it in a funeral home. And that's at the Fisher Funeral Home in Chambly. And he's going to be putting on a comedy show right there in the funeral home. Ugh, ugh, I'm not sure about that. Wasserman said his show provides time for the audience to share their own experience with loss, something he calls a group therapy session. So the combination of humor with grief is going to be part of this. As this comedian has this idea... Inspired by his own brush with death, he lost seven people he's loved in the span of three years, and he's put it into comedy. And all I can think of uh, when I hear this story is Wedding Crashers, you know, with the Will Ferrell character in Wedding Crashers, where he talks about what is that line? He says, uh, uh, "Humor is is love's most powerful." I can't quote Will Ferrell, <laughs> but that's what he would use to go hook up with women at funerals would be aphrodisiac. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, I don't know what he's... What am I doing talking about Will Ferrell on this story? But I can't help but bring it up as this comedian. Again, if you are bored and need something to do, go to this Chambly, Georgia funeral home, Fisher Funeral Care, to check out comedian Ben Wasserman on tour. Uh, That might not be the best aphrodisiac if you're taking a date there trying to impress A funeral home comedy show. jury's out on that one. (laughs) When we come back on the Y'all Show, speaking of Ben Farrell, Will Farrell, I'm talking about thinking about the comedian. Speaking of Mr. Farrell, I don't think he's got a new movie hitting theaters this weekend, but I'll tell you who does. As we've got Expendables coming out, I'll tell you who all is in that one as we wrap up Hour 2 of the show about the South.
5: Sometimes I test your trust Sometimes I don't know why you stay with me I'm hard to love, hard to love Oh, I don't make it easy Well, I couldn't do it if I stood where you stood I'm hard to love, hard to love You say that you need me Well, I don't deserve
1: it, but I love that you love me
5: Fuse. I am a wrecking ball Crashing into your heart like I do You're like a Sunday morning Full of grace and full of Jesus I wish that I could be more like you I'm hard in love, hard in love Oh, I don't make it easy Well, I couldn't do it if I stood where you stood I'm hard in love
0: love that you love me too. Ah, the coolest guy in country music these days, Lee Bryce and one of his big songs, the Sumter, South Carolinian, Lee Bryce, the long snapper himself. We're back here on y'all wrapping up hour two and we've got movies to talk about as we have a handful of new movies hitting theaters this weekend. The Bollywood movie, I assume this one has some connection to that world of the movie making industry an Indian American teenager struggling with her cultural identity has a falling out with her former best friend and in the process unwittingly releases a demonic entity that grows stronger by feeding on her loneliness that is all part of the new movie It Lives Inside and it's making its debut this weekend at movie theaters across the country again this is a Indian cast Megan Shuri Niru Bajwa, as well as Mohama, Krishana, all in the new movie, It Lives Inside, a drama horror in theaters this weekend. Then the other movie that is debuting this weekend, it stars 50 Cent, Megan Fox of East Tennessee, Dolph Lundgren, and others. It's called Expendables, armed with every weapon they can get their hands on. The Expendables are the world's last line of defense and the team that gets called when all other options are off the table. And this one is out. In fact, I should have mentioned, Sylvester Stallone is a big part of this movie alongside 50 Cent and Megan Fox too. So those are some of the new movies out this weekend. And that wraps up hour two of y'all. When we come back, we're going to be rocking it out as a member of the rock band Taken Back Sunday has a birthday and he is from the Shoals area of Alabama We'll tell you all about that and we'll hear the song that you're going to maybe rock out to yourself Make Damn Sure That's all coming up as we kick off Hour 3 right after this Love The weekend is here. It is time to get your party on. David Lee Murphy is going to get the fun going on this. The Y'all Show final hour. She, she couldn't
1: keep from crying
0: when she told me
1: goodbye. But well, I knew the Lord it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. Sitting here soaking nothing neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming in the back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick The blues can't hang around They just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there I'm making the rounds looking for a party crowd It'll dawn on me tomorrow wherever I wake up I'll look back and try to recall just where the heck's my truck to so take my keys. Lock them up tight Let the good times flow Not worried about the When it comes to light. The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party crack Slamming the back Laughing out loud With the smoke so thick And blue Just don't care if they're dancing over here I'm fighting over there I'm
0: making the rounds Looking for a party crowd And we have hit the weekend Welcome into the weekend, you all I'm John Rawl, this is the Y'all Show And at this spot, each and every Friday edition of Y'all We sing along Because it's the weekend, it's what you do So join me looking for a party crowd slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around come on now a little louder with a jukebox jumping like it just don't care if they're dancing over here or fighting over there i'm making the rounds looking for a party crowd we got a party right here we're glad that you joined us. Party crowd slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick the blues can't hang around. It's the all Show. Putting a smile on your face. That's what we're hoping to do right here on the show that shakes the Southland with songs like that one from David Lee Murphy. Happy weekend, everybody. It is a beautiful weekend, it looks like, in store for the Southland. And here, at y'all, we're going to tell you how you can get that weekend going the right way by not only listening to us as we broadcast on great stations, but if you miss out on the y'all show live, you can catch us in podcast form as we're available in Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn app, as well as Apple Podcasts and Apple iTunes. It's extremely, I mean, very, very... Extremely easy for you to be able to find the Y'all Show on any of those platforms. Just search Y'all Show, and we're right there awaiting your free download. Later on this hour, we've got hashtag Huddle We're going to go find some people talking smack in terms of college football. We'll discuss that. Also, I'll let you know about catty-cornered. That's a pretty good southern term, and we'll describe what that uh, term, where it comes from later on this hour. And before the hour's up, We've got the Southern recipe, but it's actually more than just a Southern recipe today to talk about. It's the 16 Southern snacks you need to know about, and we're going to walk it through. You might want to make sure you pay close attention before we get out of here today on that particular subject. Snacks and the weekend. I cannot wait to tell you about it here on the Y'all Show. But right now, we're going to move over in our Friday Free For Y'all section of this final hour, and we're going to rock it out here.
4: We're going to rock it out
0: because we got a birthday boy who's part of a band called Taken Back Sunday. And Adam Lazara has a birthday today. Happy birthday to this fella who was part of this band or is part of this band. And Adam turns the ripe age today. Let's see. I don't know the year he was born, actually, now that I see the, the article. I just know that Adam was born in northwest Alabama. And has lived most of his teenage years, and even professionally, he's lived in Charlotte, North Carolina. But Adam, again, was born on this date. So happy birthday, September 22nd, to this guy born in Northwest Alabama. Sheffield, Alabama, I believe, is his actual hometown, but moved as a youngster to the Charlotte area and has lived most of his life there and was born in Sheffield right there near Muscle Shoals Sound Studio raised in the Triad area of North Carolina and was a skateboarder growing up and lived in the Greensboro, North Carolina area and loved to skateboard in downtown Greensboro and ultimately got asked by a rock band that formed on Long Island, New York to come join up with the band Taken Back Sunday and this is a band that's kind of got a pop punk sound alternative rock you could say as well and he's still a part of this band as it was formed right around the year 2000 and he ended up being asked to come up from North Carolina to replace the original vocalist on the 2002 debut album Tell All Your Friends from the band Taken Back Sunday And then they've had great success with the Straylight Run and Louder Now projects. And it was 2006's Louder Now that featured the lead single, Make Damn Sure. That sold nearly a million copies and it peaked at number two on the Billboard 200 chart. That song I will play in just a second from Taking Back Sunday. And so that was around 2005, 2006 time period we're talking about where they had great success with platinum and gold records for the albums Tell All Your Friends and Where You Want to Be. They even had a gold record for Louder Now with this Adam having a chance, Adam Lazaro having a chance to be the lead singer of Taking Back Sunday. Now looking at their history since that time period they have not had as much success their last album Tidal Wave came out 7 years ago it did get to number 11 on the what chart was it the rock chart but they haven't had a hit song on the radio in years going back to a song called Sink Into Me in 2009 but they do have as a lead singer a southerner, North Carolina raised but Alabama born Adam Lazara and today is his birthday and we are going to play this song that is considered to be Taking Back Sunday's biggest track as it did get way up on the chart and sold a lot of records and we don't often play lots of hard rock and roll type songs here but we're a show for everybody y'all and so today on the birthday of this guy here who is now 42. I got his age. Born in Sheffield in 1981 is Adam Lazara. So Adam, happy birthday to you and as a salute to you make damn sure is going to have this time on the Y'all Show if you have a chance to see their music video. It's pretty, pretty wild. It's got some clips from Vietnam scattered in with the way that they shot this thing. In fact, they actually were in Cincinnati for the filming of this video as they were tearing down the old Cincinnati Red Stadium. What they call that, Riverfront Stadium, I think? And they were tearing that down, and this video shows some of that, if you have a chance to see the music video, for Make Damn Sure, which technically is all one word. It's not spaced out. It's Make Damn Sure altogether. A little bit unusual, but that's the way they do it there with Take Back Sunday. So happy birthday, Number 42 to the lead singer of this rock band Taking Back Sunday Adam Lazara sir have a good one and uh, hey we will look forward to having you rock us out anytime here with songs like this got one this
5: New head filled up with smoke I got my veins all tangled close to the jukebox bars you free the safest place to hide a long nights spent with your most obvious weakness Taken at the fly You are everything I
1: want Cause you are everything I'm not
0: For that band, Taking Back Sunday, that's the birthday boy Adam Lazara. Happy 42 to you, sir. The Alabama-born North Carolina race, and I think he still lives in the state of North Carolina. Although he's a kind of a rock star, although it's been a been a number of years since Taking Back Sunday's had a big song on the radio like that one. But that was a big song, make damn sure. And we are saluting Adam here on his big day with a little rock music on the Y'all Show, some modern rock, if you will. And that will wrap up our Friday free for y'all on this, the show all about the Southeast. When we come back, we've got a little fun, we call, hashtag hullabaloo. We've got people talking smack about college sports. I'll explain why. That and much, much more as the Y'all Show wraps up for the week as we wind this final hour down. Stay with us.
5: All the miles that separate, you disappear now when I'm dreaming of your face. I'm here without you, baby, but you're still on my lonely mind. I think about you, baby, and I dream about you all the time. tonight
0: he's on three doors down we played prior to them in our first portion of this hour a little taken back sunday 2000s modern rock and kind of going on a modern rock rabbit hole here <laughs> thought you know why not play another one so three doors down man what some what, what great music they've had And back around 2004, 5, 6, 7, man, they were rocking and rolling out of South Mississippi. And that was one of their great songs there. If you ever have a chance to watch the CMT special that has three coordinates down teamed up with Sarah Evans and Sarah Evans singing Here Without You, it's divine, absolute divine. We're back on y'all, continuing on with our non-southern rocking out here. We're going to be Southern Conversation uh, here, wrapping up this third hour of the Y'all Show. What am I talking about? Uh, we want you to be part of the Y'all Show. You can do that in a couple of different ways. You can email us, mail, mail at y'all.com, or you can also text us anytime. It doesn't matter if it's Saturday, right in the middle of the ball game. If you want to text us, we'll be able to get that text at 615 208 4184 Those are the ways to reach us, no matter what the time or no matter what the day of the week. We want to hear from all y'all here at the show All About Y'all. So we pick up the Y'all Show final hour of the week right here with hashtag Hullabaloo. This is where we go on social media and find people talking about what's going on across the southeast. And so today, I'm going to pick up here with some good, good conversations, perfect for this time of year. So we have a ex-post from Gamecock Dave, and Dave has the Power 5 tier list. I just saw this the other day. It's making its rounds on social media. Essentially, it's got to do with college football teams, and it's got the sort of ranking now that we're a couple of weeks into the season of how well the Power 5 teams are doing. you got the really good teams, the Georgias, the Michigans, for example. In the South, you've got a couple of other good teams that still have a perfect season going thus far. Then you got the middle-of-the-road teams, and then you got your bad list. Teams that aren't, they're down there at the bottom. It's the Power 5 tier list. Check it out. It's out all over social media. Well, on this Power 5 tier list, Gamecock Dave is calling out the Maryland Terrapins for some reason. I don't know what the reason is that Gamecock fans and Terrapin Terrapin fans have a little conflict, but evidently there must be. As he writes on X this week, I don't see Maryland, but they're too high as well on this Power 5 tier list. Oh, 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 that did not sit well for Mark Miller, who must be a Terrapin fan. By the way, Mr. Gamecock Dave, let me remind you, that the fighting roosters of the Columbia Poultry Factory, I think they're two and two. I think. With wins over Furman. And that might be it. South Carolina actually might be one and two now that I think about it. Let me pull this up here. You know, I haven't been totally paying attention to every single team's. I just went to their website here and. Let's see here. Schedule for the football team for the University of South Carolina. Sports. Eh, you know, it shouldn't be this hard to pull up a simple question. Schedule for the universities of South Carolina. South Carolina is 1-2. Yeah, their only, fir- their only victory was over the Furman Paladins, a game of which they struggled in the first half. Remember, South Carolina lost at North Carolina to start the season at Bank of America Stadium, 31-17. Furman was a victory then. They went on the road last week between the hedges. A tough place to play. And the Gamecocks performed pretty good, but still ended up losing to number one Georgia, 24-14. The Gamecocks have Mississippi State coming to Williams-Brice Stadium this weekend. It's family weekend there on the University of South Carolina campus. This game kicks off on the SEC network, I think, is where you'll find that one. And that will be 7.30 Columbia time, 6.30 Stark Vegas time for Gamecocks and Hell State. So USC, the ones in Columbia, are one and two. What about those Maryland Terrapins? As this Gamecock Day fan is talking smack about the Terps, surely to goodness Maryland can't be one and two or, or, or can they? So let's go to see what their football season's looking like. Like, by the way, they got a big game this weekend. I think they'll win. They're playing a very embattled Michigan State program in East Lansing. Remember, Michigan State's coach has been kind of sent to the sidelines. He's under an investigation for sexual harassment. Coach Tucker, I believe, is his name. So, Michigan and Maryland in a Big Ten battle in East Lansing. That game will be on NBC this weekend. But Maryland is 3-0. The Terps are undefeated thus far. And I know they had a big win over Virginia to their credit. And I think they have also... Let's see here. I'm trying to pull up who all they've played. I won't say that Maryland's had the toughest schedule thus far. They beat Charlotte. And then they beat Virginia. I mean, they destroyed Virginia. 42-14. to And... Their other win, as I said, they're three and O thus far on the season they knocked off towson thirty eight to six so they haven't had the hardest schedule thus far, but the terps are three and o so with that in mind, let's go back to Mark Miller, the defender of Maryland football. It appears, talking back to Gamecock Dave, who says something about Maryland being too high on the of college football success thus far. Mark Miller writes, historically poor South Carolina always trolling Maryland. Why don't you worry about why your program always sucks before worrying about other programs? (laughs) Yikes! Getting personal. Gamecock Dave responded back to that, well, because you guys are so much fun to dunk on. Mark Miller writes back, well, With the exception of ladies' hoops, you're the one that's dunked on in pretty much everything else. Your sports suck, and a functional illiterate would be a star student at South Carolina. But you go on enjoying yourself and all of your losses. Uh oh it's getting personal here. This other guy, Gamecock Dave, responds, you're a Maryland fan. And Mark says, your point, Maryland has nine conference titles, South Carolina has won. By the way, South Carolina's conference title in football comes from the same conference that Maryland won a bunch of things in, the ACC. 1969, the Gamecocks won the ACC. They've only appeared in the SEC championship game one time, and that was in the national championship year for Auburn 2010. They represented the East in that championship game. Maryland has a national championship in football. South Carolina does not. Maryland's national championship came back in the early 1950s by the way. But according to Mark Miller, not saying Maryland is great, but rather South Carolina is a joke. Let's not even go to other sports and academics, pal. South Carolina is an even bigger joke. Um, Gamecock Dave. Uh, I, I don't, it just it keeps spiraling out of control. I don't know how South Carolina and Maryland get involved in a online war but that's what happens on social media with people from all over the world talking smack and you know that's one of the fun things of having college football back we have people talking smack in South Carolina maybe a little bit more smack talking than some other schools but how about Maryland I do want to give the Terps credit if you know anything about college football history Maryland was a very very good football program back in the 1950s with that national championship. As this guy, Mark Miller, points out, the Terps won several conference championships in their time in the ACC, and they've had some great players through the years. My favorite uh, NFL team right now has a former Terrapin quarterback leading it, and he was a great Maryland quarterback back in the 1980s. We're talking Frank Reich. Longtime coach of the Colts now in Charlotte leading the Panthers, but he was a mid-80s Maryland Terrapin quarterback. Mike Loxley is the coach of Maryland today. He was on the Alabama Crimson Tide staff, and Maryland is now in the Big Ten, but they were a founding member of the ACC back in 1953. I still don't know why 10 years ago they left for the Big Ten. But Maryland... With that 1953 national football title that they claim, they also unclaimed national title of 1951 back when they were in the Southern Conference. They have a unclaimed national championship for that year. Let's go look at their schedule for the 51 Terps. They knocked off Washington and Lee, then they beat George Washington. They beat Georgia at Sanford Stadium, 43-7. to They defeated North Carolina, which was number I think seven in the country at the time beat them at Bird Stadium in College Park they beat LSU on the road at Tiger Stadium in front of 35,000 fans that was a 27-0 victory over LSU they defeated Missouri beat Navy, beat NC State, beat West Virginia and then at Tulane Stadium in the Sugar Bowl Maryland defeated the Tennessee Vols which were the number one team in the country Defeated them 28-13 to 13 in front of 82,000 fans for the 1952 Sugar Bowl. So this team did not lose a single game in 1951. And I don't know why they're not considered a national championship officially. They're the SoCon champion and the Sugar Bowl champion. But way back in time, Maryland back in those early 50s were a force to be reckoned with as they were under the direction of Jim Tatum, Maryland football. And then in the 1980s, as I said, when Frank Reich was there, they had a guy who would go on to be a national champion coach at the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and uh, that would be Bobby Ross. Bobby Ross coached Maryland before going to Atlanta, and then he went on to the NFL. But he was a very good coach there in Maryland in that time that Frank Reich was there. And so Maryland's got some proud history. I just still don't know why in the heck they're in the Big Ten. Maybe that'll all get straightened out whenever this conference realignment thing finally comes to an end. So thank you for the smack-talking Gamecock Dave. Now let's go to another tweet here coming from Campbell at hello underscore ATL. Campbell is the name. Campbell writes southerner here and it's catty corner everyone else is wrong I don't know what led Campbell to bring this up to our attention but let me tell you about the word catty corner as it is defined as an adjective catty corner which means opposite someone or something catty cornered the cemetery for example the cemetery <laughs> the cemetery was just the next block up catty-cornered from my hotel so it's when it's situated diagonally opposite someone or something it's catty-cornered and that's spelled c-a-t-t-y hyphen c-o-r-n-e-r-e-d catty-cornered catty-cornered it's an adverb or an adjective if we're breaking down our English words today (laughs) catty-cornered and it's a pretty cool word. It's just not just. It's not spaced. It's not two words. It's it's one word with the hyphen in between catty and cornered. So keep that in mind when you're getting all catty cornered with us here at the Y'all Show. We want you to be spelling it and and defining it correctly. Catty cornered. Bet you didn't know you'd get an English lesson here on today's Y'all Show. And that wraps up our. Fun that we call hashtag huddleblue here on this Friday. You know what? We still got plenty of fun to come. When we come back from the break, we're going to tell you the 16 southern snacks that you need to know all about. Is your favorite snack food on the list? And this isn't just snacks, y'all. These are southern snacks that you need to know about. 16 of them headed your way as we wrap up this week's y'all show in a delicious way. Talking snack food. Mm-mm. We'll be right back.
1: Give me an R.C. cola and a moon pine, way maple on the hill. Except for rain on the fly And leave my corn down at the mill Cause I sold my cap for a dollar and a half So brother I can pay the bill Give me an RC coal and a moon pine Play maple on the hill Riding saplings all day long Clearing taps new ground But I'll be leaving before long Going into town I may
0: be just a country boy, but brother, I'd get my thrill with an RC Cola and a moon pie playing Maple on the Hill. Ah, tell them boys, Big Bill Lister, and give me an RC Cola and a moon pie. <laughs> we're back here wrapping up this Friday edition of Y'all. And with moon pies on our mind, we're going to close things out today. With this awesome article from ThrillList.com, it's the 16 Southern Snacks that you need to know about. Liz Childers has penned this article, the 16 Southern Snacks you need to know about. Liz, hit me, hit me, and guess what? Number one on the list is Moon Pie. Oh, this beautiful marshmallow sandwich that's got uh, two chocolate-covered graham cracker cookies in it between the, I guess the marshmallows in between the chocolate. I I don't know. It's just good. It's just good. It's gooder than snuff. Okay? Moon pies are a great southern snack that you need to know about. And that's why Liz Childers has told us all about it here at thrilllist.com. Up next, just like the singer here, Big Big Bill Lister singing about, not only do you need to have a great snack of a moon pie, you need to have an RC Cola a cola flavored soda, originally from Columbus, Georgia. Georgia is also the home of a drink you might not have heard of called Coca Cola. But how about that? You need to have a RC Cola if you're going to be a real Southerner. Even more than that other Yankee beverage out of Atlanta called Coca Cola. <laughs> RC Cola moon pies; those are on there. How about Roman candy? Roman candy is a taffy out of New Orleans. So, how about New Orleans and taffy? The Roman Candy Company has been making and selling chocolate, strawberry, and vanilla taffy by the stick since 1915. And the price is actually still on the side of each piece of taffy. According to this article, 75 cents. I don't know if in Bidenomics that's now $2.75. But check it out. Roman Candy is a southern snack worth checking out. How about Wickles? Now a buddy from my a buddy of mine down in Alabama, Demopolis, to be ex- exact, is the first person that ever told me about Wickles pickles. But sure enough, out of Dadeville, Alabama is where you'll find this spicy pickle that is sold in stores and grocery stores and gas stations. It's a seventy year old family pickle recipe from Will Sims, and it's described as being wickedly delicious got the vinegar, the garlic, and the sugar all wrapped into this really cool pickle a wickle pickle out of Alabama, Dadeville yeehaw, how about bold peanuts now, not necessarily a brand name but here in the south we love when green peanuts are boiled into heavily salted water, we call them bold peanuts in fact, if you're really a southerner you just when you see the BPS you know exactly what that means it means boiled peanuts (laughs) oh yeah and you can have those boiled peanuts cooked up with plenty of seasoning if you'd like in the big old pots but there's nothing like a serving of boiled peanuts in a nice brown paper bag and that paper bag shows the wetness and uh, I gotta give my brother credit, I don't brag on my family too much but I have a my oldest brother makes boiled peanuts every day and sells them and uh, boy he does them of course my brothers grow peanuts and so he actually boils his own peanuts in this huge huge tub and you know what they make a lot of money off of boiled peanuts every year so I'm a little jealous hey fellas save some of them peanuts for me if you don't mind let me get in on the peanut game that's one great snack hey how about pimento cheese oh there are lots and lots of people that love them some pimento cheese and you can put it on crackers sandwiches and more a perfect lunchtime addition pimento cheese sharp cheddar cheese with pimento peppers and it is a southern snack to behold for many southerners how about this southern snack have you had it lately? Chitlins. Oh, pig intestine that's stewed for hours and then deep fried. Mm. Mama, let's go get some good pig intestines today. Okay. Sounds great. Let's do it. Chitlins. I think I'll pass. Fried green tomatoes are another great southern snack that you just need to know about. Oh, you know, to get the perfect fried green tomato, it needs to come from an unripe tomato coated in an egg or water dipped in cornmeal and fried. Just like at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Delicious, delicious. How about cheese straws? That's a great southern snack. Maybe you like them. Those are something, those little orange treats unique to every southern cook and you can enjoy plenty of cheese straws if given the chance. Fried okra, or if you're a real southerner, it's fried okra. Slice okra that's battered and deep fried is a southern snack that you definitely need to know about And Liz Liz is telling us all about it Liz Childers Writer of this Thrillist article Letting us know about Delicious fried okra Also hush puppies Oh of course we need to know about hush puppies That's a great southern snack And I could eat I don't know about you I could eat them without anything catfish Or anything seafood And there are some National chains out there That I gotta give a good thumbs up to Captain D's has very good hush puppies. In case you really aren't in a good cat, or really good hush puppy area, check out Captain D's. That is, if they have a Captain D's near you. Okay, that's my pitch. Your one and only pitch from me, Captain D's. You can send me a uh, royalty check anyway. How about fried pickles? That is another great Southern snack. Battered and deep-fried pickle spears or slices, something to behold. For those of us here in the south That sounds delish Also want to let you know As part of our journey across the south today Letting you know about awesome snack options That you have another southern snack worth checking out Divinity Now that is something that I think I only see At certain times of the year But Divinity is a candy made It's made of egg white, corn syrup, sugar And pecans Divinity yummy now they better have my favorite thing that's made with a lot of those same ingredients I'll I'll wait I haven't got to the end of the Thrillist article but I bet you they probably do I bet you they probably do how about Zaps Zaps is the kettle cooked chip out of Louisiana started way back in the day and they have spread outside of the Gulf states with their blend of chips like spicy Cajun crawtaters and voodoo chips Zaps Chips is a southern snack from Uts or you U- or however you pronounce it. And uh, check it out. It's a great southern snack. Also, the Goo Goo Cluster. Oh, Nashville's own. A milk, chocolate, caramel, peanut, and marshmallow nougat candy. Goo Goo Cluster, longtime sponsor of the Grand Ole Opry on WSM, the Air Castle of the South. And the Goo Goo Cluster is a snack you need to have. Peanuts and Coke. That's a great Southern snack. Barbara Mandrell would be proud. And you know what? They left out my favorite Southern snack, which is maybe more of a dessert, but that would be pralines. She left that one out, but that's okay. She'll come up with an addendum, I'm sure. But how about a recap real quick? Peanuts and Coke of our Southern snacks that you just need to know about from Liz Childers of 3 Recapping, Peanuts and Coke, Goo Goo Cluster, Also, you've got Zaps, the chips out of Louisiana. Divinity, fried pickles. You have hush puppies. Yummy, who doesn't like a good hush puppy with catfish and other great southern seafood favorites. Fried okra is a southern snack you need to know about from Thrillist. Cheese straws, fried green tomatoes, chitlins. You probably aren't too happy I told you about that southern snack. Pimento cheese is a southern snack as well as boiled peanuts, Wickles Pickles, Roman Candy out of New Orleans, also RC Cola from Columbus, Georgia, and Chattanooga's own Moon Pie. Yummy! That is a, again, great little article. You can go read a lot more about each one of these entries into the article penned by Liz Childers, The 16 Southern Snacks You Need to Know About. A great way to wrap up the week. Let's go to the text line here at the Y'all Show. Texture says, My favorite snack is cold beer and pork skins and watching Mississippi win. All right, well, I don't know about how pork skins go along with many of the snack foods, but cold beer, for most of us, that's a pretty good option, especially when watching football. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that here and a nice way to wrap up the week. And good luck to your football team as they go to Bryant-Denny Stadium. Good luck to all y'all's football teams. Get you a good Southern snack to get through the weekend and we'll join you back on Monday for a full week of Southern conversation about the South. On this, the y'all show powered by y'all.com, the South's homepage. Until we see you then, have a great and safe September weekend.